a broadcast of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Working Woman Radio Show, where we have real conversations about the unique issues working women face. I am your host, Deanna johnson Coffin. Today, I am thrilled to have three amazing women in the studio with me, and I want to take a moment to briefly introduce them to you. My first guest is Priscilla Wilkinson. Mrs. Wilkinson is a motivational speaker, a mentor, consultant, and an author. She is currently Vice President of HR and Operations at Citus AMC, and a, which is a financial service company. She has over 30 years of corporate experience, primarily in roles dealing with employee relations, training, and strategic planning. Mrs. Wilkinson also serves as an elder at Crossroads Presbyterian Church in Stone Mountain, Georgia, where she has been a member for over 20 years. Elder Wilkinson oversees the evangelism and outreach ministries of Crossroads and teaches adult Sunday school. My next guest is Anne Stuckey. Anne currently works as a senior enrollment specialist with the youth mentoring organization Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Metro Atlanta. She's been with the organization for almost two years and she loves her job. She herself was a mentor at one point and understands firsthand the mutual impact mentors and mentees can have on each other. Anne is relatively new to Atlanta, but has quickly grown to love the city and the people here. She and her husband, Matt, attend Grace Church Northeast Atlanta campus where uh, me and her met actually. Last, but certainly not least, is my close friend, Angela Paul, who has actually been a special guest on the show previously. Angela was scheduled to be in the studio with us, but has a cold, so she is joining us remotely. Angela is the Chief Operating Officer of Math Plus Educational Services and has tutored and taught math and science for over 30 years. She was educated at MIT and Georgia Tech, where she obtained her master's degree in chemical engineering. She is taught at both the secondary and collegiate levels and is the founder of, um, of Northeast Independent Preparatory Academy, where she has been and served as the former director. She's been instrumental in helping homeschool students get into college for almost 20 years. Angela is also a wife and mother of four adult children and the grandmother of four, and it's her role as mom and grandmother that we'll be focusing on today. So having said all of that, welcome to the studios, ladies. It's a joy to have you all. Thank you, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, we've got a lot to talk about, so let's get right into our conversation. I want to start off by sharing a few statistics about single parents uh, that I found from the KIDS, K-I-D-S, um, Count Data Center. And here they are. First, single parents are raising more than one-third of the children in the United States. This amounts to more than 24 million children having only one parent in the home. And the majority of these households consist of single moms as the custodial parent. Um, next, in 2016, 32% of single parent families with children were living in poverty versus only 7% uh, that come from two parent families. And then uh, also in 2016, the data shows that 66% of all African-American kids and 52% of all American Indian kids, that is, that's a total of 6.6 .6 million children combined, came from single parent families. So 
As you can see, the struggle is real. And we as a community need to find out ways um, to come alongside our single moms and maybe some single dads too, but today we're focusing on single moms and give them the support that they need. Um, so having said all of that, Angela, I'm going to field the first question to you. Now, you know, as my friend, that I myself was a single mom for five years. And during that time, I had married friends, we friends that we both knew, who would sometimes say that they felt just like a single mom because their husbands were traveling or going a lot for some reason. Um, this used to make me pretty angry. And you too, um, because they didn't really understand the struggle. And I felt like they minimized my issues as a single parent. As the mother of a daughter who is a single parent, can you describe the day-to-day -day struggles of what that is for a, a, a single working mom? Well, the day-to-day the -day struggles for a single working mom are very different from the day-to-day -day struggles of a mom whose husband is traveling. Mm -hmm. And I, I know that because my own father was a career military, and there were times when he was away at war, mm -hmm. and the day-to-day -day struggles that my mother faced were very different than what my, my daughter faces as a single parent. Sure. One of the big differences is that there's no income from a second from a from a spouse sure. when you're a single mom. Right. And and that makes a huge difference there. Mm -hmm. uh, also just the support in, in decision making mm -hmm. um that you have from from a from a, having a spouse um which could be huge. The of course the shared responsibilities of of taking care of a home mm -hmm. um are, are are very very different when you have um, when you don't have a spouse there to to help bounce off ideas and um, and to make plans and to share the the workload. Sure, sure. Um, so it's very different. And one of the things that's really important is that if we minimize um, the differences, if we if we think that it's just like having your your husband traveling, right? It, it takes away from our effectiveness as as a church and community and being able to help support. Mm -hmm. um, single parent family. Very true. Um, and and so it's really important that we we understand that it's very different, and and there are some unique needs that single parent households have, so that we can we can better service and yeah. help. Yeah. Um, family. Excellent. Excellent. I think you hit a lot of good points and we'll revisit some of that in just a little bit. Um, but I want to field a question to uh, Priscilla. Um, as an elder who oversees the outreach ministry at Crossroads Presbyterian Church, can you share about some specific things your church does to offer support to working single moms? And then the second part of that question is, does your church have a specific ministry for single moms? Okay. <clears throat> Well, our church doesn't have a specific ministry for single moms. Mm -hmm. However, we have something we call the Good Samaritans Ministry. Oh, yeah. And we use that ministry to help our single moms. We are starting something new, as a matter of fact, in mm -hmm. January 2020. Okay. Because one of the things we realize, we have a lot of single moms coming up to our church uh -huh. asking for help with things just as simple as pampers. Wow. And baby food. Wow. So we're going to start a program where we're going to have these brown paper bags yeah. designated just for single moms who come to the church for help. And they'll be filled with pampers, with formula, with baby food, and we'll give them out as, wow. as needed. Yeah. The other thing we're looking into is getting uh, martyr cards. Oh. Because sometimes we overlook the small things that single moms need. Yeah, and I wouldn't have thought of that. A martyr card would help that mom 
just to get from month to month. Wow. Um, so we are very much aware mm-hmm. of the need of mm-hmm. single moms mm-hmm. and we are trying to be proactive in thinking how we can help. Yeah. We also will be giving out food packages mm-hmm. um, and other things, but there's a very real need. And I think as a body, yes. what we often overlook, though, are those soft things. Yes. Do you go up and speak to the single mom in church? Wow. Do you offer to babysit? Wow. Do you offer to buy something for the single mom? Yeah. Buy yeah, her yeah. A, a gift yeah. card to yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah. And wow. you watch the baby wow. or the wow. children. So there's wow. these little things yeah, that yeah. you can do yeah. that will make a Huge yeah. difference. Yeah, and we're gonna flesh that out even more as we continue the conversation. But I but you brought up so many good points. And as someone who has been a single mom for five years, previously, long time ago, I was a single mom for five years. When you said the soft things, I remember one of the elders in my church, um, or his wife, they would come up to me and they would say, you know, greet me warmly, and then they would shake my hand, but usually they would leave a hundred dollar bill in my hand, Yes. you yes. know, or I'd get this mysterious for years uh, during those times. I would get these mysterious $50, hundred dollar gift cards sent from for Kroger sent to me in the mail. Yes. And I didn't know where they, I had some ideas, but they never would put a name. Um, but that's, that's some of those yes. soft exactly. things that you're talking about. Exactly. And I have a question for you. Can you explain the overall mission of the big brother brick sisters of Metro Atlanta? And can you describe, tell us a little bit about your role as a senior enrollment specialist? Yeah. So, uh, basically the mission of big brothers, big sisters is to create and support mm-hmm. one-to-one mentoring relationships that ignite the power and promise of youth. Um, so our slogan is kind of that we are defenders of potential because we believe that every child, no matter, you know, what your background is, you have a lot of potential and we want, um, you know, our mentors to be able to defend that alongside of the parents that enroll their kids in the program. Sure. Sure. Um, so my specific role Mm -hmm. is to, um, I interview the families that come um, to enroll their children. Mm -hmm. I interview the volunteers that come who want to be, so we call the the Mm -hmm. mentors bigs. Oh, really? The mentees littles. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Love it. So my role is to interview both uh, the bigs and the littles in their mm-hmm. families mm-hmm. Um, to make sure that we are going to be a good fit for each of them. Sure. Um, and so we kind of talk to them about their motivations, mm-hmm. you know, what's going on in their lives right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we mm-hmm. talk to the parents specifically about mm-hmm. their goals for their child. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we hone in on their child's talents and the things that the volunteers can come alongside the parents and really um, encourage their children to grow in. Wow. Um, so after we kind of make uh, the decision whether to enroll them, um, we start making what we call matches. Oh, so wow. this is when uh, we identify, you know, a volunteer has the specific skill set mm-hmm. um, and the abilities to mentor, you know, a specific child sure. well in the areas that the parent sure. uh, wants. And so that's what we call a match. So I Right, and you facilitate mm-hmm. that. Yeah, okay. and then Excellent. I facilitate those meetings and right. things like that. Okay, mm-hmm. wonderful, wonderful. That just kind of uh, gives people um, a good idea of what you guys do. We, I think Big Brothers, Big Sisters has been around. I'm not sure how long they've been around, but yeah. it's been around.
around a long time. I mean, yeah. most of us have heard of that, but I don't. And I think they know, well, they put people together, mm-hmm. but you know how all that happens right. is a, is a process. Um, Angela, uh, I know that dependable and affordable childcare is a big issue for working parents and especially for working single moms. You and your husband, Jim have stepped in to help provide childcare really for, um, several of your grandchildren, but can you share a little bit more about, um, first of all, why you've decided to provide this church service? Cause you can be doing a lot of other things with your time, uh, and specifically how this makes a difference for your daughter, who is the single mom. Well, my, my daughter, who's a single mom has a nine-year-old little mm-hmm. boy. Mm-hmm. And, um, and initially, um, she was still in college when she had him and they lived with us. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for several years. And, and so I, I did a lot with child care then, mm-hmm. but, um, but she was able to buy her own home. And one of the things that I, that I do is, um, I, in the mornings go over to her home and I, um, take them to school. I get them dressed for school and she starts her work day at five, mm-hmm. um, which gives her the chance to be able to pick them up from school every day and do the after school activities and yeah. all. Right. So, um, so, um, before school, after school care is pretty expensive. That would take a good portion of her budget. Right. And so um, I, you know, step in and, and, and do that for her. Um, and, and it has, you know, makes a big difference not having that additional expense, sure. but it also gives me time to um, bond more with my grandson. Right. And also, you know, um, I, I get to see little things in her house that, that sometimes, you know, as a single parent, mm-hmm. um, it's easy to, when you're trying to do all the big things, to let little things go. Right, right. Like I noticed, I'll just give you an example. I noticed um, several months ago that the bottom supports of a mirror in her bathroom mm-hmm. were, were broken. Right. Um, and, and I said, oh, that needs to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, I did take care of it, though. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and a few weeks later, her son had gotten a new toothbrush yes. and that had suction cups on it. Yes. And he put it on the mirror. Yeah. And I said, oh, don't. And then he pulled it away. The oh, mirror no. came with it and broke. Oh. Um, but, you know, that's one of those things that little household things yeah. sometimes go yeah. to the wayside with, when you're a single parent. Sure. Because sure. you're looking at so many big things that you don't even notice sometimes. Yeah. Like the mirror yeah yeah and we'll a matter of fact we're going to be talking a little bit more about that um in um in a little bit but but you're right so um but you're you're you are filling in the gap with the child care in a big way yes and and like i said it does give me a chance to bond with my grandson Mm um i also do help my other i've helped my other um children with with child care from time to time as Mm -hmm. well yes um when, when they have babies especially right. mm-hmm. um but um i i think um you know child care costs for full-time care yeah um to be almost a thousand dollars a month yeah that's what i'm reading and hearing yeah and um and and that's a significant amount of money especially if you just have mm-hmm. you know the one income from right. single, as a parent wow um, wow so it is a financial load off to um be able to offer child care to your daughter and any of your other children Yes. For sure. And there's also the times when um, if a child's sick, it can mean that a parent has to take off from work. That's right. That's right. So you but fill in the gaps there. Schedule, but my schedule's more flexible. My husband also works from home three days a week. So 
So sometimes, you know, our, our grandchild can be with us rather than the parent having to leave work wow. and take the time off um, if, if they're sick. Wow. Yeah, that's a significant impact. Um, Priscilla, to follow up a little bit on what um, on the whole child care thing. Um, now, it's wonderful to have grandparents like Angela and her husband, Jim, who can come alongside and provide that level of child care. But not everybody has that option. Yeah. Uh, dependable child care and quality after school programs are a big concern for working parents in general, but I would think for single working moms in particular. How can churches help more with these kinds of programs? Well, I think it's important that um, churches open up their doors. Yeah. I, I see so many churches, uh, these huge churches yes. with all this room. Yes. And they're not using it. Mm-hmm. Or they use days it, the week. Yeah. they're charging yeah. like an arm and leg, just like the private daycares. Right. They're not taking into mm-hmm. consideration mm-hmm. the, not just single moms, sure. but the working but poor. Working, right. You know, and so there's this big need that I really feel mm-hmm. um, that bothers me when we are not using our facilities. Wow. And so we continue at Crossroads, we're always evaluating how we're using our space. Wow. So our sanctuary is a multi-purpose. Mm-hmm. So we we don't offer childcare right now because right. we're not able, Right. but it's something we're always looking into. And we're always Good. saying, can we do an after-school program? And what does it look like? But we offer other programs. Mm-hmm. We have something called Kid Zone, yeah. where we have that once a month, where parents can bring their kids and, and, and have a little bit of free time wow. so while their kids are doing fun things sure. and learning about Jesus. Sure, you know what I'm sure. Saying? That's but wonderful. we have got to open our doors. Yeah, and, we do. And I don't want to hear this, yeah. well, they're not a member. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we know, need to get beyond that. Beyond that. Yeah, so, people are hurting. Yes, and the church needs to be a light. It yeah. needs to be a beacon. And yeah. that's what I would like to see the faith community do, because yeah. that would help so much with our single moms. Absolutely. I think that's great. And you're right. How many churches are there in Atlanta alone? Um, you know, I, I mean, I go through my neighborhood. There's, I mean, we pass several churches to get out of the neighborhood. And many of them, like you said, Monday through Friday, and there may be a midweek service here and there, but many of those doors are closed. Yes. And so it seems like we can do a lot better with using those spaces. Yes. So I, I love that. Um, Anne, as a big sister, big brother team member, um, I would imagine that you meet and talk to a lot of yeah. single parents and guardians. Mm-hmm. What would you say are their top concerns as parents for the children? What are they telling you? Yeah, so um, there are a lot of reasons why um, parents and you know, especially single parents yeah. and guardians come to have their children enrolled in the program to right. get a mentor. Um, but I would say some of the, the top ones are, first of all, yeah. just having someone outside of the family to give a different perspective, mm-hmm. to maybe expose them to different things that um, mm-hmm. you know the, the parent doesn't have time to do. Sure. Um, I'd say second, um, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of the, especially, you know, the single working mm-hmm. moms, mm-hmm. Um, they don't have a ton of time because they're working maybe yeah. one or two jobs. They don't have then, all the spare time. Right. And when they are home, yeah. they're cooking, right. they're running to do errands, they're cleaning. helping their kids with homework, mm-hmm. cleaning, mm-hmm. all of those other things mm-hmm. um, just to keep the household running. And sure. so they don't necessarily have time to spend with their yeah. children individually. Yeah. And right. especially they might not have the time or capacity to tailor activities yes. for their child's Neat. specific goals right. and interests. Right. Um, and that kind of, um, right. you know, goes right into the third mm-hmm. reason is mm-hmm. many of the parents also have 
more than one child. So, you know, if they do have time outside to spend time with their kids, they're spending with their kids as you know, right. a group all together. Sure, sure. really right. great. Right, to, but yeah, but, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Just yeah, being yeah. able to spend that one-on-one time. Sure. So mentors are able to come alongside the parent and yes and fill in that yeah yeah that's great that's terrific Mm -hmm. that breaks it down nicely um uh angela besides and you've touched on this a little bit but let's flesh this out a little bit more besides providing child care can you talk about uh reiterate and talk about some other things that you do to offer support to your daughter and your grandson i know you mentioned just a few moments ago about you know um fixing little things in the household, like the mirror. Um, so let's talk a little bit about those kinds of things, because like you said, they sometimes are so trying so desperately to just handle the big stuff. The little stuff goes by the wayside. Yeah. It's, you know, for my daughter, I know just, you know, like with maintaining the car, mm-hmm. um, having time to, you know, go in for oral changes and mm-hmm. tire rotations, things mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. can, can be tricky when you're, you know, plate is already so full. Mm. Um, and, um, and so, um, you know, there are times when um, I've taken her car and, you know, have her drove during my car instead so that wow. I can take her car and to get, to get it serviced. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there yeah. have been times that I've, you know, volunteered to help her with, you know, house cleaning project mm-hmm. or um, she also has a side business and I've um, uh, volunteered from time to time to help her with, Delivering, she does cakes and mm-hmm. she's a pastry chef, and mm-hmm. so helping her. Um, just you know, I've driven several times when she's had a long drive to mm-hmm. to uh, deliver cakes. Um, I don't do anything with decorating them. Right, right. that's she, right. She can and think and go through her finances as we're driving. Yes, you know. Yes. Um, and um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, you know, also just just also just having someone to bounce ideas off of. Yeah, that's um, super important. Yeah. It's something that I know that, that we've helped her with. Yeah. Um, yeah. As, she, as she's trying to evaluate doing different things, you know, because sometimes um, I think it's happens a lot with the working parents. You don't have a chance to really evaluate mm-hmm. whether something's possible or not. You sure. Know? Should sure. I do this second job or not? And sure. having somebody to flesh out all the ideas with yes. can make a big difference. Yeah, I, I know it made a huge difference for me at, when I was a single mom. We, Me and you would talk um, tons. Of course, I had my parents to talk to, my aunt and uncle. Just having somebody else to say, is this a good idea? Will this work for me? What do you think about that? Um, you know, uh, my, my grandchildren, their mom, uh, who's a single mom, um, she often, she has mentioned that on a number of occasions that sometimes I just, it's the, the ideas are just rolling around in my head and I don't have anybody really to talk to. Uh, and sometimes she's called me and we've talked, but I think that's a big deal. Um, and I don't think, I think we underestimate that for a single parent. Um, Priscilla, this is a situation, this is something that I know I have experienced personally, but sometimes single moms, can feel like second-class citizens and they can feel judged by the church. Um, and having been there, um, I've, and I've had some of those experiences myself. So what can the church do to be more inclusive and to better communicate acceptance and support? Well, one of the first things I th- think the church should do, yes. and this is dealing with anything. Yeah. We've got to get rid of this attitude of thems and us. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. The big sins, the little sins, <laughs> yes. the what's acceptable yes. and what's not. Yeah, yeah. 
because if we look at the example of Jesus Christ, yes, right, yes, he accepted you right where you are. He did. And so one of the first things I would say to the church, yeah. it doesn't matter why or yeah. how they got where they are. Exactly. This is where they are. Exactly. All right. So let's deal with where that single mother is. Mm-hmm. And I don't think one of us would want people to look at us mm-hmm. thinking about what my issue is. Exactly. You understand mm-hmm. what my problem mm-hmm. is. So you may not see mine. That's right. But the single mom you see. And so yeah. why are you reacting that way? Instead of uh, mm-hmm. judging mm-hmm. or wondering, mm-hmm. just reach out and love. There you go. Yeah. I, yeah. He calls us to accept one another, yeah, yeah. to love one another, yeah, yeah, yeah. and not to put all these uh, yeah. rules yes. on whether I hope you're not based on this or that, yeah. but he called me to love you. Wow. Right? Wow. And so he called us to love the single mom. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we can set an example, mm-hmm. not only for her, but for her children. Oh my God. So if her children can see us love on their mother mm-hmm. like that, do you understand mm-hmm. the example mm-hmm. that we're setting? Mm-hmm. And the church needs to be mindful. So like one of the things yes. our church does is we have a nurse so right. that yes. you know the single mom comes the, the child can go into the nursery sure. where they can enjoy the sure, service sure. little things like that yeah. and be aware yeah you understand yeah, if yeah, you yeah. see a single mom walking one Sunday yeah. and looking down or yeah. something's not quite yeah. right yeah. take them aside Wow. Have that conversation. Wow. Build relationships, wow. right? Wow. We have to set the example. And what does the Bible tell us? Yeah. You know, I think of someone my age, I'm yeah. a grandmother. Uh-huh. I'm supposed to be just setting the example. Exactly. Right? I'm supposed to be teaching the younger ones. Right. So we let some of that stuff go in the church, but we shouldn't be. Right, right. So we need to be available. So that's the number one thing. Accept them and be available. Wow. Well, you know, you said a lot there, um, Priscilla. And it resonates with me deeply. Um, You know, the whole judging thing and why did the the person get to where they were and we do a lot of that but uh and and I've had that done to me but to be fair I have done that to others mm-hmm. including um my my grandchildren's um mother uh our situations and I've spoken to this uh, spoken with uh, Angela about this issue first of all all Every situation is very different. Yeah. My, I had a lot of support. I've talked mm-hmm. to Anne about this. Angela knows this as a single mom. I had a lot of family support. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, a, I was in a very supportive church home. I even had a lot of support from my neighbors. I've been here mm-hmm. in this home for 23 years. Yeah. So my neighbors, they were older and they were retired. They would come alongside and just mm-hmm. kick in and do all kinds of little things for me and my children. Well, um, my grandchildren's mom, she didn't have that. She's, you know cut off some from her family and just and logistically and in 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 other ways as well. Um but and for years I just thought she why not why can't she just do better? Why can't she do better? Just you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. But we don't all have the same resources. We That's don't all right. have the emotionally, financially, socially, we don't all have that. And so I and my it was my granddaughter who said, Mom, grandma, mom is hurting. Mm. Mm-hmm. She said, Grandma, you know, d- don't fight with mom. Right. Don't fight with her. It's just, she just needs help. And it was my granddaughter's response that really broke me mm-hmm. and made me realize, you know what? Um, I need to just love where I can. There you go. That's it. Just do, do what I can. So I think we need to do a better job like that, like you said. And now, Anne, I've got one more question for you. As a big sister, um, 
Um, does having a big, how does having a big brother, big sister make a difference in the life of a child when there's only one parent in the home? Now you spoke to that a good mm-hmm. bit. Um, you, but just kind of, uh, flesh that out a little bit more. I mean, you were a big sister. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes a huge difference. I think, um, you know, from my experience, mm-hmm. it was just great. I think I was able to be um, a listening ear mm-hmm. to my little yeah. sister, my mentee. I yeah. think, um, you know, she's expressed to me that she really appreciated just yes. being able to have someone yes. outside the family to talk to about things going on in the sure, family. Where, sure. you know, maybe she didn't feel like she could speak to sure. yeah. you know, her grandmother right. about those things. Right. Um, so I think, you know, mentors are able to provide that space. That's great. Um, I, I wrote down, I wrote down a bunch of statistics <laughs> yes. too. Yeah. Like that. Just, yeah. Um, you know, for big brothers, big sisters specifically, mm-hmm. um, we found that 86% of the youth that have um, a big maintain or increase their levels of trust with their parents. Really? So even just having a mentor outside your home mm-hmm. builds your relationship with the adult. That's in your quite home, interesting. Which is really a great yeah, thing. Yeah, that's very interesting. I wouldn't um, have thought that necessarily. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, the more you're able to build trust with an adult, yeah, they right. can also help you maybe see you know, what your parent is going through from their, their perspective. perspective. Right. Excellent. Whereas right. the child might not be able to do that. Sure. They might just be able to see, well, I can't do right. X, Y, and Z because mom doesn't have time. Right. Versus like, you know, being right. able to see that she's doing a whole lot of other things. True, true, true. I love it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we also have found that 93% of the mentees, you know, who have a big mm-hmm. uh, maintain or improve their social well-being. So it's more than just, yes. um, you know, building that trust with their parent, um, but it also improves like, their self-confidence and wow. things like that. Wow. Um, and there's an organization called Mentoring. They're mm-hmm. like the nationwide mentoring partnership. Mm-hmm. Um, and they found that youth or young adults who face an opportunity gap but have a mentor are 55% more likely to be enrolled in college than those who do not have. And then 81% are more likely to participate regularly in sports and extracurricular activities than those who aren't. So they're more likely to be engaged sure. in their community. Sure, and sure. Like yeah, because they have someone coming alongside of them that could even get them to yeah, a game. One of the things great. that has been a struggle um, for for my grandkids who live across town, they used to live right up the street. Mm-hmm. And when they were there, we were volunteering in the schools. Mm-hmm. They would come over here after school. I was taking them to piano lessons too. They were in a com- My granddaughter who loves to sing was in a community choir. I could do all that. They were mm-hmm. within minutes of me. But yeah. then they moved up to the North Park of Fulton County, mm-hmm. uh, Sandy Springs, Dunwoody area. And so it's it's much more difficult. My grandson would love to be in karate mm-hmm. uh, or take taekwondo, one of those martial arts. But it's we're trying to figure out ways to facilitate them because mm-hmm. they can't, their mother's working. She works two shifts mm-hmm. sometimes. She's a CNA, certified nurse mm-hmm. assistant. Sometimes she works double shifts. There is just no more time. There's no more energy to get anybody anywhere. Mm-hmm. So I could see how those statistics would come into play. Well, ladies, our time has flown by. I can't believe that it's been mm-hmm. over 30 minutes that we've been talking. But thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to me. I really appreciate it. I've been encouraged with the wisdom that you shared today. And I think our listeners will be as well. Uh, and I want you to come back for a second show mm-hmm. so that we can continue this important conversation. 
conversation. To my audience, if you haven't already done so, I want to encourage you to subscribe, share, and download the Working Woman Radio Show, which can be found online at www.ultimatechristianpodcastnetwork.com. I will also make several links available to some of the resources that we talked about on this show. It'll be on my Working Woman Radio Show page, so make sure to visit. Uh, For more information about upcoming podcasts, you can also go to the Working Woman Radio Show Facebook page and leave a comment there because I really want to hear from you. God bless and we will see you next time on the Working Woman Radio Show.